Welcome to Virtually Unbreakable Podcast, where we inspire you to live happier and more fulfilling life. My name is Ella and I'm your host. Today's topic is building self-awareness and how it can help you in forming quality relationships. I'm pleased to have you here today, so sit back, relax and enjoy this episode. So today we will talk about self-awareness and the impact um, having self-awareness and developing self-awareness has on our everyday life. As many of you know, self-awareness is pretty much the key to our uh, relational life. Self-awareness really helps us look at ourselves, better understand ourselves, how we are acting, how we are reacting in different situations, in different events, and how we behave in relationships, how we form relationships, and how we communicate with other people. Self-awareness also gives us a sense of looking at others and being able to understand them better. And we really, most of us really underplay this, underestimate the role of self-awareness, how how crucial that is actually. It's something that is really invisible in our day-to-day life, having self-awareness. However, it really makes a difference. So when we apply it in day-to-day situations, having the self-awareness, understanding ourselves better, understanding our behavior and reactions um, has impact on the quality of the relationships with others. And others feel that too. Others will be able to see the difference when we are self-aware. It really, it's undoubtedly, you know, clear it helps us every day. Um, And how do we develop it? Why is it so important to develop it? Well, when you enter a relationship, any relationship really, you bring with you an entire history about relationships. Instead of just bringing our official resume, let's say, where we have the places listed where we studied, where we work, and we also have this, we all have this alternative resume that tells the story of all the life lessons we've had, of all the experiences we had, uh, we have accumulated over the years. They're not usually put on the professional resume because they're not perceived to be relevant in our career, in our professional life. But in fact, they are the resume that we bring with us equally every day when we walk into the office, when we walk into our place of work. And that alternative resume is the part of our relational life. So our relationships with others. And what have been our experiences, our expectations about relationships, the messages that we received about how central relationships are or not, that whole history shows up and it will influence how we communicate, how we relate, the way we deal with conflict, the way we develop trust, and the way we establish boundaries, some of the major aspects of relationships are all embedded in this alternative resume that we carry on with us 
everywhere we go. What is what is your story when it comes to self awareness? What is your family history?、Uh, when we often when we talk about relational intelligence,、uh, the most important way to really start to understand. What language we speak, and what are the associations to what are the associations to places and people from our childhood, and this is really where we need to go and look for information in order to develop that kind of relational self awareness. Okay, so why is this significant? This is so significant because our childhood is the time when we build. Our self awareness when we form our first life experiences with others, when we learn how to behave, when we create subconscious belief and conscious beliefs, and when we learn what is right and what is wrong when it comes to relationships. Okay, so that、um, having a strong sense of self awareness will help you understand what is that you expect from a relationship. What is that you really want in a romantic relationship? What is that you need from a best friend, and why? And it will really tremendously help you throughout life. You know, it's crucial, if, especially if you struggle with with relationships, or perhaps you are heartbroken, or something has happened. You've lost a friend,、um, or you split up with your boyfriend. It is worth. To look back at your childhood and understand what is your family history, and some of the questions、uh, we could be asking、uh, ourselves here could be really, really crucial and really, really、um, helpful. For example, do you tend to seek more security or connection? Do you lean more towards freedom and independence? Do you want security and connection, or do you want freedom and independence? Were you raised more for autonomy and self-reliance, or more for loyalty and independence? And what are some of your expectations in relationships? What stories are you telling about yourself when you're meeting new people? And what do those stories reveal? So you can ask yourself, you know, if you look at your parents and how they related to each other, to their parents, to their community, how would you describe it? If you look at your grandparents, how how they relate to their community, how did that express itself? And what has shifted during? Throughout generations, what has changed? What changed in terms of number of children, in terms of authority, in terms of gender roles, and、um, and a very good example for underlooking at how relationships change, and、um, is the place of the child in the family. What were you allowed, and what were you not allowed to do as a child? What was your role? So yeah, this this reflection can really help here, um, and you know, um, historically this gives you like a mapping, it gives you a map of what to form and what to create in the future. 
And it's neither right or wrong. It's just your history. It's just where you come from. I think the question, do you seek more security or freedom is a crucial one here when it comes to self-awareness. And this is partly because uh, this will define what type of relationship we are seeking. So uh, most of us would either think we grew up with too much of something or too little of something. Um, so we could grow up with too much attention, uh, too much intrusion, sometimes, sadly, too much of violence. Um, and others may say, I grew up with too much neglect, too much abandonment or loneliness. <clears throat> and everybody has two fundamental sets of those human needs, human needs. We all need security, safety, stability and predictability. But we also need freedom, adventure, uh, the ability to experience change, risk, novelty and surprise. And everybody um, wants that connection. But everybody also needs being separate from their partner. And many of us will come out of our childhoods sometimes wanting more connection, sometimes in need of more protection and more togetherness. And some of us needing more space, needing more freedom, needing more individuality. Okay. So would you say Coming out of your childhood, you were more in need of connection and protection? Or would you say you were more in need of freedom and individuality? And when you look at that, how did that influence the choices you made? How does it in particular shape the way, shape the way you react in certain situations? How does it in particular shape the way you react in certain situations? Not liking to be told what to do or yearning to be told what to do? Wanting to be left to do it on your own or wondering why you are left to be doing it yourself? One of those questions on our unofficial resume is where we raised for autonomy or loyalty, okay? And this will shape our role in the relationship in the future, the role we play in a relationship. And this, why we're talking about this? Because this is all coming down to self, having the self-awareness where we raised for autonomy or loyalty. What does that mean? Are we going to be looking for autonomy and individuality and self-expression in a relationship? Or are we going to be looking for stability and being loyal and perhaps playing more a role of a carer? Or will that role really of a carer really frustrate us? Because we will feel that lack of autonomy. So knowing where we're coming from, will help us decide what is good for us and what is not good for us. Were you primarily educated with an idea that self-reliance is central 
all and you've got your own legs to stand on that nobody will ever know as well as you what is that you should do that you have a challenge or a problem you should deal with it yourself and similarly when it comes to independence and loyalty you know relationships matter people are there for you and you are there for them right and and duty is important but is it everything for you so it's worth asking those questions what are your expectations from relationships so having self-awareness helps building a satisfying relationship and when you enter a relationship you bring your history with you and you bring that history that story that you were told about relationships and when you look at yourself entering in your relationship you imagine yourself literally entering a house a place that you can call home a place you can call a relationship a place where you're safe relaxed you are yourself and sometimes it's worth wondering or asking ourselves actually when we start a new relationship what is the mood with which we enter this new uh, this new place this new space this new unity the two people what is the set of expectations we bring with us and do they vary from one relationship to another do you notice they're often the same regardless where you go and who you meet um, do you ever anticipate that people will want to hear what you've got to say? Or do you anticipate that is not the case? Do you never feel heard? And also, are you more of a listener or you're more of a talker? Would you say that you're more someone who goes in and makes mistakes, learns from them, and then wonders how it's done? how I got here or are you very self-aware and you know what is it that you're after and and to finish off I just want to mention that from the moment you come into this world you evolve you change um, you experience conflict crisis perhaps new development new jobs transitions and all of these um, bring us back to uh, you know, rethink about how we engage with relationships. Um, and when we talk about self-awareness, there are the implication of knowing ourselves. So many of us will think, I know myself, I know my story. But sometimes the stories that we tell ourselves also can be a risk, uh, can have the risk of becoming rigid, uh, repetitious, narrow, they actually became a truth in themselves just because we keep on telling them. Um, but what that doesn't mean is that it's the only story that exists about us too. So when you look at your own relational self-awareness, watch out not to fall in the trap of constricting narratives about yourself, about your relationship about others 
that don't allow you space for actual relational self-awareness. And some of the questions that might help here is, what is the story that I've told far too many times about myself? And what is the story that I should let go of? And what is a part of myself that I need to perhaps uh, break up with? Sometimes we notice that a part of ourselves exists, but we could really do with taking a break from that because it's not serving us any, any longer. Um, and very often our limiting beliefs are wrapped into the stories we've been telling about ourselves, about our childhood, about our marriage, um, about our life in general. And it's important to start telling a story of uh, what brings you happiness and satisfaction. And that will form the foundation of a new future, of a new beginning. So there's two ways you can describe every event. You know, it's glass half full or half empty. And if our stories are too negative and there's plenty of mistakes we talk about, although those mistakes, so this failure, so this negative experiences might have happened ages ago in the past, but they are still very active in our stories. It's important to change that story we tell about ourselves into a more positive one. And building self-awareness will make you aware of some of your strengths, with my, which will be very necessary and of value, and will make you aware of some of the weaknesses um, you might have. So I hope this was helpful for you. I look forward to speaking to you next week. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did enjoy it, why not subscribe or leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. As usual, our transcript from today's episode is posted on our website, which is virtuallyunbreakable.bussprout.com. See you in the next episode of Virtually Unbreakable, released next week on Wednesday.